0: This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and
1: connect. This is Peter Coleman, the announcer for Funny People Talking. I have the greatest job in the world, because no matter how terrible I am, I still look about a bajillion times better than the hosts on this show. Right now, I look fantastic, because this is Funny People Talking.
2: This is Crystal Malukas from Mustard Lane, and I would rather hand out flyers in the freezing cold than listen to funny people talking.
3: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking on Chat, Mar- Chat, Chat. Chat, Chat. Hey, I'm Mark Raycombe, one of your hosts. Also here, another one of your hosts and my good friend and such a nice person, Daniel Beckman. Hello, Mademoiselle Danielle. Oh bonjour,
4: merci. Ah, chat, oh. chat, chat. I'm a funny person and I talk. <laughs> Mark, I'm just trying to get on your level because I'm feeling you might be a little jet lagged.
3: I am a little. Jo- so I came back from Australia a couple of weeks ago, and I've yet- a couple
4: of weeks ago or like a week
3: ago. No. Th- I think it was two weeks ago. Oh, wow! I
4: don't know. It takes a while. I
3: have not had a sleep more than three to four hours a night. Oh, since then I wake up every night at like three or four in the morning.
4: Oh, and you don't even have a baby. I
3: I know I have no baby to show (laughs) for. No puppy to show for. I have a cat.
4: Yeah, but that cat's but
3: old. Did I make that up? Old. How
4: old's the cat? Sorry,
3: she's not old. She's not old enough to. Okay, you know, <laughs> I just not, made no, that up. Doesn't know better. Not old enough. Uh, to okay, uh-huh. but but anyway, I'm dying, man. I'm I'm I've reached the point we're recording this in the evening, and I have to tell you, I'm, yes, I'm petered out, man.
4: Yeah, but no one is, our guest is not named Peters. So. No,
3: not named Peter. But listen, anyway, I'll
4: drive. I'll so, drive this car.
3: Okay, thanks. <laughs> Straight so, into uh, a ditch. As of this moment, Elsie's not with us. We hope that perhaps uh, she had something to attend to. I'm hoping she'll be here by the end of the show. We'll see. Uh, that'll be a nice surprise. I um, hope so, too. I want some food. <laughs> I <hope laughs> end she of she can food. make it. Oh, is that your Elsie impression? I'd love her to make it. Yeah,
4: Mark. <laughs> that's pretty good i know that was pretty good that was
3: pretty good <laughs> yeah. um can you do that in an australian accent
4: that was the, that was like a <laughs> uh, long island and australian combined yeah mark
3: okay right? anyway, yes it was good <laughs> so
4: so cool, mark so awesome mark i don't okay
3: i'm done anyway, there's I someone giggling
4: immensely. in our midst though. there is
3: uh, so, our guest today, this is going to be fun. I can tell she's fun. I o- only met her for a few minutes, but uh, Danielle actually works with her. Her name is Crystal Malukas. She is the, uh, am, do I have it correctly? Are you the founder yep. and CEO Founder-CEO. of uh, Mustard Lane, which is Woo. a company that basically brand representatives, uh, along with other things that they do to help brands grow and market themselves. Uh, they're they're basically an extension. They're part of the brand's marketing team.
4: They're essentially every actor's dream job in New York. Yes,
3: exactly. I wish I had had this earlier when I had no money as an actor Um Instead of now when I have no money. But anyway. As, no, as an <laughs> actor. No I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not even an actor. No. Uh, anyway, Crystal, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for making time in your very busy I'm happy to be uh, here,
2: you guys. So excited. Yay.
3: Um, Crystal has pledged to us that she will uh, encourage all of the people that work with Mustard Lane. We call them laners. Laners. All of the laners. Why Why laners?
2: Uh, well, Mustard Lane.
3: Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah.
2: Laners.
4: Yeah.
3: Was there a choice between? Do we call them mustarders? Mustarders, or
4: mustards. <laughs> oh, musk- musk- musketeers, <laughs> musketeers, <laughs> musk. You know, Mus-
3: tears. mustard tears.
4: There was
2: never any thought to it. It just, no, it just went happened. straight to laners. Got it. So yeah. laners.
3: So um, you have True. pledged to us. Um, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. That um, you're going to request that all of the laners listen to and subscribe to the show.
2: Yeah, we'll put it out to the universe.
4: See what happens. That's
3: right. So if you are a laner. Yes. And you are now listening to the show.
4: <laughs> Which you will be. Which I, would, I
3: would just like <laughs> to I'm say a this.
4: <laughs>
3: Yay! Woo! Good for you. Thank you.
4: Yay, you did it.
3: Would you like some grape pawn? I've been wanting to say that ever oh. since
4: we <laughs> said mustard. Sorry. Okay, wait for it though. Oh. The place that we go to um, do payroll and also do invoices for mustard lane is called Dijon Express.
3: That's awesome. It sure is. So we're going <laughs> to learn more about Mustard Land and more about Crystal in a few minutes. Yay. But uh, So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we're also going to play an improv game uh, that we haven't played in a while and uh, talk about a, a few fun things on this show. But first, a very, very important announcement.
4: Announcement?
3: It's an announcement.
4: Okay, Mark, what is it?
3: Guess what?
4: What, Mark? <laughs> Do I already know the answer? <laughs>
3: you do. Oh my god! But I love that you don't know that you do. Should we
4: both say it at the same time?
3: Ready, one, one two, two three. three.
4: We got You're nominated, nominated for the People's Choice Podcast Award. <laughs>
3: okay, I don't know if you heard that since we both blew the mic out, but I just want to say we are so excited that Funny People Talking has been nominated in the comedy category for best comedy podcast on the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Uh, one of the other shows in that nomination slate is. None other than Dennis Miller's podcast. Watch
4: out. So Dennis. watch
3: out. You're done. You're Dennis. toast. Oh, Dennis. So, but all kidding aside, <laughs> uh, what uh, 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 we're just thrilled. And you know, who knows whether we'll win the award or not. It's, it's, not up to us. We produce a great show, I think. And whatever happens, happens. But
4: yeah,
3: just, I don't want to say it's an honor to be nominated. The, one of the reasons we're nominated is because a lot of people got off their tookuses and they voted for us because it's a bit of a popularity contest, honestly, to be on the nomination mm-hmm. slate. And then those on the nomination slate get uh, voted voted on uh, by judges. And But aren't
4: uh, all podcasts popularity contests? The more people that listen, the more popular you are.
3: I know etcetera
4: so, etcetera
3: So all six people listening to this show yeah. voted. Voted. And so that
4: means Dennis Miller's had seven.
3: It might people. mean that, yes.
4: Or five.
3: I don't Or know. six. Well, there's a great chasm between the six <laughs> and the 6 million that you may have.
4: Oh, well, but, this but is I true. I don't know if that's true. However. Anyway, I'm it's for, and they they put us in the right category. At yeah. least we weren't in like you know. Well, they don't new put moms. us there. We
3: we registered it. The show I know, that the was category. a joke. Oh,
4: <laughs> but they figured I that s- out. <laughs> so, <okay>. Boy, I <laughs> what s- if we were nominated in like the, the horror category? And we're no, like, that would ooh, make perfect sense rough. actually. Because, True because, Detective. Yes. <laughs> yeah, some like strange murder and mystery. That,
3: you know what? It, it would have cost us like twenty bucks every time I did it, but I should have just registered us in every single category. Just I know that would
4: that would have been fun.
3: Be a great like two hundred dollar joke.
4: Yuck yuck yuck. <laughs> you know, yeah, for like. no one, for me. Anyway. I'll take the money. Are you giving it out? Nope. Okay.
3: Uh, anyway. Yeah. So Mark, uh, what's
4: going on? Yeah. So
3: anyway, we're excited about that, and super excited. Uh, very, Thank very, very you, cool. everyone. What a great. I mean, we're only at thirty episodes,
4: and it's uh, it's live streamed, right?
3: Yes. The yeah. Award well, I will be bought a gown. Streamed.
4: I bought a gown for the ceremony. I'm going to wear <laughs> it you? while I watch. <laughs> That's so fun. So yeah, I'm going to pre-record the acceptance speech.
3: Yes, we actually have um, to do that.
4: Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that tonight. Yep. And um, isn't that weird? It's like ready.
3: so basically, out of every category, there's nine people that went through the trouble of recording their acceptance speeches, and no one will ever see them.
4: <laughs> no, we should like put it on the internet. Either way,
3: I think we will. So uh, okay. Anyway, so I'm uh, yeah. very excited about that. Yes, thank uh, you, everyone. And yes, thank you. We're really, really pleased. And then the second thing is, uh, I have a question for you, Danielle, as per usual. Oh
4: yeah, this okay. What's the question?
3: Well, I I always love your attire, and I think that you're very stylish. Um, and in particular today, uh-huh. you've gone with the Tyrannosaurus Rex costume. Ah. Yes, and that, was my that only sound is. Ahead just not your usual style. It's an interesting and bold choice. I'm
4: very hot. It's not inflated at the moment.
3: Yeah. I do but know you can kind of, see the
4: little arms.
3: It just looks like a really old and wrinkly <laughs> T-Rex. Yeah. Well, it, thank you.
4: Well, I'm not saying T-rexes you're old. T-Rexes ha- are scale. Well, they are old. It's a dinosaur. Well, yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, so what do you want to know, Mark?
3: I, I, I want to know why you're wearing it.
4: Well, let's talk about Mustard Lane for a second. You know what they need? They need me to have all sorts of outfits, okay? So uh, sometimes I got to wear khaki pants. Sometimes I got to wear khaki pants. Khaki pants again. (laughs) Khaki shorts. Khaki capris. Sometimes you need full-on costumes for their gigs. Mm -hmm. And so there may or may not be a laner gig coming up where I have to wear this. I honestly tried to kill two birds with one stone and brought it in to show Crystal if she liked how it fit me.
3: How's that working for you, Crystal?
4: You know it looks great. Looks great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I'll have to show it. I'll have to show you inflated. Um, I, I can't after because if I press this button, <laughs> you don't want to know what's gonna happen. I hope you have a fan in there. Oh, there is. There's a fan inside.
3: <laughs> Do you? Can you turn it on?
4: No. No. Come on. Come
3: on. I told you, you don't want to know what's going to happen.
4: Uh, it might get pop like the microphone pop it. The, the, the,
3: the funny thing is, is I, I actually do want to know what happens, but <laughs> we can, can forego that. I do want to know the other dinosaur costumes that you're in possession of, that you chose T-Rex over.
4: Oh, I have a Compsognathus. Um, the thing about those-
3: What's a Compsognathus? The
4: Compsognathus is actually my favorite dinosaur I've never from even the age heard of six. that. Uh, it is the size of a chicken, and oh, therefore well, I could final. not dress as a compsognathus not to scale. The T-Rex that I'm in is not to scale either. Obviously.
3: <laughs> By the way, you should totally name a production company productions. Compsognathus
4: Productions. It's Like a little oh. teacup dinosaur. Yeah, he's a little baby. <laughs> um, I they show up um briefly in Jurassic Park, like running, like uh-huh. running. Uh-huh. Oh, speaking yeah, of, do Jurassic they make Park, noise? Um, yeah. No, I have no idea. I was going to make something up. <laughs> they go, That's <laughs> a chicken, Mark. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, speaking of Jurassic Park, Yeah. you know what I'm going to take a wild gander here.
4: Wildly gander. Wild
3: gandering. Do you have, by chance, a nerd tip?
4: I do. Just the tip. Nerd tip. Ooh. Today's nerd tip is about Nerd vacations. That's right. Nerds also go on vacation. Well, I thought How it was like a vacation from
3: being a nerd?
4: Oh no, no. Who wants that? Um, <laughs> their <laughs> favorite fantasy <laughs> and <laughs> fiction places going, like... come to life. Let me tell you about them. <laughs> One place, if you're a nerd, that you might want to visit is New Zealand. Why? Because I would go to New Zealand. Right? It very closely resembles Middle Earth. Well, Where the Hobbit and well, Lord of the Rings they keep is filmed. Filming
3: Middle Earth in New Zealand. That's well, why it resembles. It. Yeah,
4: because there are literal gorgeous Hobbit holes built into the hills. I'm not kidding. It's stunning. Uh, okay, second of all, another great destination is actually my home state of California in Redwood. Uh, Redwood National Park. Yeah. Because Star Wars Return of the Jedi with all those big Redwoods that mm-hmm. they filmed in with the Ewoks all around yeah. all about. And the Lost World Jurassic Park was also filmed. Yeah. I amongst that. the Redwoods. The Lost World, not yes. like the other ones. Right, yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Oh, what a dish. Then okay, the last place. Real? Have you heard no no no, no, no. Oh, I, just... I that was semi sarcastic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because my type is like tall and blonde. <laughs> Sure is. Sure is. Sure is. Um, and she knows my boyfriend. Oh, this Ooh. is so good. Okay, but have you ever been to or heard of Vulcan, Alberta?
3: I have heard of it. have not been there.
4: Okay. So they dub it as like the Star Trek capital of Canada. Is that
3: where they were going to or someone was trying to build a life-size replica of the Starship Enterprise?
4: I don't know if that was the city. Okay. However, it's I mean, it's a very picturesque place. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna visit, it's Mm -hmm. not far from Calgary. Okay. Um, and it's there are like prairie towns surrounding it, but of course like Vulcan is highly visited compared to all the other towns i just imagine the name itself is good for like the economy sure. essentially but yeah it attracts thousands of visitors around the world and of course leonard nimoy visited once um yeah. before he passed rip oh. um yeah so guys check out those redwoods new zealand and ye Vulcan. old canada yeah. um but there's many more um if you just do a quick little nerd travel destination Google search, you're mm-hmm. not gonna be bored. All right. It was really fun.
3: Well thank you for that.
4: Hey, yeah, that was fun? my tip. Tip. Nerd tip. <laughs> There's a fly in the studio. <laughs> can
3: I cannot tell you how much I wish I was rolling video just now. <laughs>
4: just for all
3: of you. It's like a little extra, up, a little extra. Uh, yeah, pod podcast land. So so I don't know if there was a fly in the studio. There is. Or some sort of spatial anomaly or uh, there was, it was some the sort of dinosaur, seizure happening, or but yeah, it was like it was it was as if it was as Me. if a Tyrannosaurus Rex had a stroke and could only move one side of their body. Oh,
4: look, it was it's there, it's there. Is
3: a fly still okay, happening? But, still happening. But, uh, you anyway, it was quite humorous because Danielle was apparently trying to go for this fly, but having a very strange Danielle was
4: being fun. Danielle. What right. a surprise! Hey Danielle, Mark. Start the show.
1: From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie.
3: Hey everybody, we're here,
1: funny people
3: talking, and we're here with <laughs> Crystal Malukas from Mustard Lane. Glad to have you here, Crystal. Okay, I have a couple things I gotta talk to you about, Danielle. What? So first thing is the weirdest thing happened today. Listen, I felt it was weird. I'm walking uh-huh. up the street that the the studio's on, and uh, on our street, as we've mentioned before, there's a, a some sort of homeless. Sh- Are you okay over there? Seriously, I've never Multiple seen anyone. Flies. I've Multiple never seen anyone flies. more freaked out by flies. Yeah. Are you freaked out by flies? No,
4: these ones are just weird. They're coming at my head.
3: I'm not used <laughs> to flies being in here. That's really weird.
4: Yeah, I know, me neither. Anyway, uh, so I'm walking
3: up the street today. Yeah, you yeah, are. Over here. I'm over here.
4: Oh hi. Hey Mark.
3: <laughs> hi forward.
4: Okay, so yeah. No, the homeless shelter on our street. Yeah,
3: so I'm walking I'm walking up the street and, and a man in, uh, and a man, I guess he's homeless or whatever asked this other man for to bum a cigarette off him and the man that he asks is walking a little ahead of me uh kind of a tall drink of water with um with like a a blue sort of blue collar work shirt on right
4: literal blue collar -collar worker
3: worker. and so he's Uh walking up the street and he's got a a freshly lit cigarette big long cigarette uh, that he's carrying and the guy asks him he says can i can I? Can I? You a cigarette? I can buy mafia. And the guy says, he says, no. He says, go get a job, get your own cigarette. Now here's, the, and then he says, you know, I pay my taxes and I buy my own cigarettes. So, okay, whatever. Soxy. The weird part about it was he then took his own freshly lit cigarette, threw it down on the ground, and stamped it out and squished it to make sure the other guy couldn't get it. Which also would have been successful had he actually just hung on to it and continued to smoke it. But some, and then he didn't immediately light another one, so this was a fresh cigarette, yeah. and just to make the point that i'm I am of such privilege, yes, that I could afford to toss this cigarette, which you will never get, and destroy it so you can't smoke it, it was so odd, wow,
4: well, also he had a very uh readily available quip, like he was ready oh, to say i us. pay my taxes and <laughs> yeah. how dare you like so and then so maybe, he may maybe say are, are you sure though. are you sure that's true are you sure you weren't on a movie set that sounds very he's just uh, holding cinematic. that in his pocket it sounds
3: scripted
4: <laughs> it sounds scripted and then the whole like throwing it like freshly lit in front so of someone odd. it's very dramatic
3: and he stomped it you know he stomped it very New with York. vigor too
4: Ugh, what vigor okay what was twist? there was there a hidden camera
3: well, I don't. if it was hidden, I wouldn't know about it then, would I? No one uh, came no. out and said,
4: ha ha, hidden camera. Yeah. Maybe it was hidden on you and you don't even know. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just... What's that boutonniere on your jacket, Mark? <laughs> <ha>, squirty squirty. <laughs> uh,
3: okay, That's that was strange. first I had to tell you about. That okay, was the
4: okay. Well,
3: then the, yeah. The okay, other, what else? The other thing I had to tell you about was, um, I don't think I told you this story. Did I tell you about how I lost my keys? When? Okay, so this was like... I don't know. Um I don't remember exactly when this was. I, I it it was a couple of weeks ago, whatever. Anyway, the point is is so um I was working from home that day and I had a very, very important call at two o'clock that I had to do. And uh I I was gonna go to the post office and then I was going to go get something to eat. And I said I was going to get something to eat, then circle back to the post office. And I'm telling you that because it's important to the store mm-hmm, store. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I was going to come back, eat my lunch, do my call, all's good. And we have an ongoing problem in my apartment building where the boiler always seems to be the brand new boiler that we've all paid for, apparently, through an increase in our rent to do it mm. is always malfunctioning so there was another sign on the door that the boiler was malfunctioning and it was this tiny little cardboard sign that like someone had ripped like a piece of cardboard off a cardboard box oh, terribly yeah. and messily and scrawled on it with a magic marker boiler down <laughs> and that was like yeah there was no there was and they put it up with like a haphazard piece of duct tape on oh. the glass window of our door of our building, it was very odd because the super was out for the day, and they had some assistant doing this that apparently didn't pass their sign class. Right. So anyway, so the, exactly the one
4: day it wasn't in calligraphy in to
3: like super assistant school. Anyway, yeah. so um, I walked out the door, saw the sign, I said, "You know, what? I'm going to take a picture of this thing," and I put so I reopened the door with my keys, took a picture of the thing. My phone died while I was taking the picture. I'm like, oh. ah, damn it. Well, I'm going to go get – I don't really need my phone right now. So I'm just going to go get my meal, go to the post office, come back. So I go get my meal, pay for it, come back. I go to open my post office box and realize I do not have my keys with me.
4: Oh, yeah, there it is.
3: And I'm like, is there any point in which I could have taken my keys out of my pocket? Any point at all. And
4: your phone's dead.
3: And my phone's dead. <laughs> so then oh, I'm that's like, fun. So then I'm like –
4: Oh my god.
3: Oh please don't tell me I left them in the door of my building. Uh-huh. So I go back, I rush back and they're not. And I'm like, well, maybe someone took them out, put them on the like on a counter in the lobby or God, oh my god, what happens if the, I mean, I'm going to have to like change my p.o. box and my mailbox in the building and our door and i don't even know how much it's going to cost and how am i going to get it done right yeah your and,
4: brain just goes and, a mile like mile a minute yeah and then
3: i'm like and i have this call and my phone's dead oh. and what do i do? so i'm like okay, any apple stores okay. nearby none of none of no not even close so okay. no, none of oh, no. my no no good question <laughs> so none of my neighbors that i know were home it was the middle of the day like on a friday so i go okay Problem solve, problem solve. What can I do? What can I do? I do have my wallet with me, which is good. So I go, where can I buy something to charge my phone? Yeah. Because I have to figure out what I can do here. I have to call the super and I have to see what I can you know, some something has to happen here. I can't even get it back in my apartment. I was able to get in the building by doing something that I hate when people do, which is where they press all the buttons and hope that someone answers. Sorry, I did it, people. So I had to at least it wasn't
4: the elevator. And it was a decent hour. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We yeah, we approved. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. thank you.
3: It was an emergency. Yeah. So, I um so I actually I went over to CVS, I found a charger that would work for my phone. Came back, did the buzzy thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz light over here. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, wait. So then on my way back to the building, I run into the mail carrier. And I said um and I realized that when I walked out of the building taking the picture that my phone died, the mail carrier had been coming in the building. So I said, excuse me. I said, is there any chance at all that you happen to see some keys in the door when you came in? And he says, um, I think your neighbor has them. And I'm like, well, what? that doesn't help me which neighbor it is, but at least maybe one of my neighbors has it. And I'm like, please let it be my next door neighbor, neighbor Eddie. Please, please. Because I trust him. And I'm Yeah. Like The problem is, is I can't call Eddie. I don't know if Eddie's called me or I have a text because my phone is dead.
4: But also, what luck that you ran into this mail Oh, my God. I
3: know. So I go in.
4: I know. I take (laughs) my
3: my brand new $25 freaking phone charger thing and I Ah. plug it in. There happens to be a plug in the wall in the lobby, but it's really low and the phone cord is only so high. So I can't stand (laughs) up on my phone. I have to sit on the floor to even talk on my phone or anything like that, right? So, so I'm sitting in the lobby of my building with my cob salad that I had bought.
0: Oh, good for you! Which, you by the way,
3: when I went to the store, I hung the cob salad on my door of my apartment <laughs> in like the you know the plastic. Yes. So, so anyway, so I'm sitting there trying to charge my phone. Then my charge comes, my phone comes up, and I get a text, and Eddie has my keys. Oh. But Eddie won't be home until about six o'clock.
4: Wait. So he he, he has, like, like he's, got he was on his keys, way out, and then he so
3: he's downtown. The neighbor you
4: trust. So I have oh, no way of
3: getting man. in my apartment, and the super who has the other keys is out of town, which is why the assistant is there.
4: Okay. So who like, oh my just God, can't okay. write? So I'm
3: like, okay, I'm charging my phone, which means now I don't know what time it is because again, my phone is dead, so I don't know if it's past my call time for my really important phone call or not.
4: Oh, but then, but then you did get a charge because you saw the text.
3: I got, yep. So I. Charged up, so I see it's actually like ten minutes to two, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna make my call." Eddie has my keys. I have nowhere to get in my apartment. Yeah, but the mo. Okay, I think we're okay. Could
4: you wing it without materials? Yeah,
3: so I winged my call, and it was went pretty well, and um, and it was a couple minutes late for it actually, but it was there was I had a great story to tell, so it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. And um, in the meantime. I I get a call from my wife because when he couldn't get a hold of me, he had texted her to say I found Mark's keys oh my in the door. So she doesn't know, am I I'm gonna an oh, answer my no. phone? Am I okay? What's going on? And we're like that. And I had to go through the whole explanation of what a moron I am (laughs) and how close we came to some sort of invasion slash huge expense.
4: Invasion. Oh
3: my God. So long story, not short. I eventually got my keys back, thanked Eddie profusely. The call happened. I was able to return my charger and get a full refund. Oh my God. So the only thing that got spent that day was my freaking wits. And, and, and a little money for a cob salad. <laughs> and, and, I feel and like it tested your survival
4: skills. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know.
3: I problem solved. I found a way through yeah. it. And and I would like to say, in the city of New York, thanks to the kindness of strangers and neighbors. Yes. That 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 because this could have been bad. I we don't live in a bad neighborhood, but we don't live in like a haposh neighborhood either. It could be a problem for keys to be in the front door of our freaking building. That would not be good if someone found them.
4: No, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm.
3: It endangers our neighbors as well as ourselves. Yeah. So well, so.
4: you know what, Mark? One time I got up to my apartment on a fourth floor walk up when I lived on the Upper West Side-ish, and I realized that I um didn't have my ID. Um My, my ID was gone. And literally like i went downstairs i backtracked backtrack the whole thing but q like an hour later i got a knock on my door and my next door neighbor had my id oh
3: isn't that th- That's and i don't best. remember
4: if it was in a laundromat or on the street outside but it was like a block uh, it, it, it was somewhere on the street outside that i wow. missed and they know my face so they picked it up they're like oh this is Danielle's, how crazy is that?
3: Isn't that weird? One time I was uh, walking the subway, and there was a period of time where I, I don't know. The little little leprechauns would, like, take my wallet out of my pocket and throw it out on the street. Like what? I kept losing my wallet. <laughs> oh, like, not, I was
4: like, wait, are uh, is there a gang yeah, called the Leprechauns, yeah. and they come and they, like, steal your stuff? No, they're yes. like, give me, your give me your wallet. Well, well <laughs> yeah, they're like... <laughs> but they're Irish. Top, kill her, top kill her of the morning to yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the this is this, I love this topic because I went to go see. Um, wait,
3: wait, wait, there's more to my story. Before, oh my gosh, run. okay, no, tell no, I'm me. sorry. Wait, hold no, on. No, this that. is hold this is, is a similar so so they, so my wallet. I I had a period of time where apparently I kept losing my wallet and my my then girlfriend now wife um bought me she one She's stuck of
4: those, with you Mark mm, despite
3: my moron the my leprechauns. Moron, my, being a moron
4: um, <laughs> my moronity, my
3: moronity what, is the, what is the I don't even know what this <laughs> M- mor- Moronicness?
4: moronificness
3: moronificness moronic anyway, moronic um, yep I'm a mor- <laughs> I'm a moronosaur so, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm the dinosaur today yes. god so sorry uh anyway so she bought one of those chain things oh, yeah. oh, yeah. and, that's so it doesn't work it doesn't work for me i worked for a long oh, time it just it man. just gets in the way it catch, keeps catching on oh day. i thought
2: you're gonna say the leprechauns came back i, can, I know it's <laughs> like
3: a, i just had one of the leprechauns like in a cho- <laughs> in a chokehold oh, with my, my with my chain that's but anyway amazing. so oh, so one time God. i was walking before this happened before um i was walking in the subway like down the stairs into the subway and i noticed my wallet was gone i'm like oh no no I'm like oh but wait a minute, I had it ju- I had it. So somewhere between this spot and down here, I lost it. So I went and retraced myself and I retraced and lo and behold, if it didn't somehow slip out of my pocket, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So the stairs down into the subway station, mm-hmm. somehow it fell out of my pocket and into a little wedge in between the stairs and the wall as you walk down oh. into the – I I don't know how I spotted it. Wow. It was – it, it well, the chances of that happening are so That's low. Good. It's
4: like you knew it was there.
3: It, I don't know. I Thank <laughs> goodness.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so, like 12th sense. I no, so gonna I, was, I was just going to say that I went to see a show this weekend. I went to see my friend's production of The Tempest. Mm-hmm. And – it's at the Access Theater. Have you ever been, either of you? It's mm-hmm. it's fourth floor walk-up to get there. They also they have an emergency elevator you can take if you need it, but um, everyone has to walk up uh, uh, many a flight of stairs. And I know that they were really... Earn your
3: theater, people.
4: Seriously, like, <laughs> you're sweating by the time you get to the top, you want a rosé. Good marketing. Anyway, ah. it's very smart. Um, Don't let
3: them use the elevator. We need to sell need yeah, we,
4: we need to sell water, <laughs> sparkling water, etc. But So I walked in and I knew that they were really needing a certain amount of uh, ticket sales. And each ticket was about $20. And I walked into the lobby and it was like I, I was walking and about to go up the stairs and just boom there was a $20 bill on the floor. Oh really? And I was like oh and so I just picked it up and i um, it was like the minute I, it was like I w- was drawn right to it I picked it up and I said this is for the theater company because I had already bought my ticket and I walked up and I was like guys listen like if someone comes looking for a twenty dollar bill, or like you can make an announcement if you want, or you can just take this money for your theater company because <laughs> I found it. And and I just I loved that moment. I was like, this is really fun because that's like one more you know ticket sale quote unquote for them.
3: It was Danielle's choice.
4: It was. It wasn't Sophie. No. If it was Sophie, we don't know what would have <laughs> happened.
3: By the way, I've but, never seen Sophie's Choice, so I don't know me what the neither. whole choice thing. Oh my was god, me while. neither. Have you seen it?
4: No. None of us in this room has (laughs) seen Sophie's Choice.
3: Field trip. Um, (laughs)
4: Field trip to Sophie's. So, okay. Yeah.
3: Time for an improv game?
4: Yeah, let's do it. All
3: right, so I've I picked one out especially for Crystal, even though I didn't know you until this moment. I just oh my, kind of I be
4: thought
2: nervous?
3: about our category, our catalog of uh, of games, and what one might work. and And I love this game. This one of my favorites. It's called If I Were in Charge of the World. Because <gasps> I am. Yes, that you exactly are. Exactly. <laughs> all right now, all your laners are going.
4: No! Don't reinforce <laughs> that with her.
3: No, no, I'm kidding. Yes. So the yes. way that Yes, Matt, are you
4: listening? The way that one of
3: the, <laughs> That's her husband, sorry. Okay. Hey Matt. Uh when um you play this game, the idea is that one of the other people will give you a suggestion, which is an an let's call it a, a normal problem that people have or that does exist. huh It could be, for example, like one time we played the game and it was about um uh, people moving too slowly on the sidewalk in New York city and you can't pass. Okay. <laughs> it's right. A problem. Right. Okay. So that would be like a normal problem. Okay. Yeah. Or like, um, whatever. And then the idea is that if you had unlimited power, unlimited wealth at your disposal, yes, rules aside, you make your own rules. How would you solve this problem in absurd, in absurdity? Right. somehow, Yeah, some you have way, every resource. Every resource. You ever no laws apply. How would you solve this problem in any way you could creatively? Okay? There is a rule to this <laughs> oh, game. Oh, God, this
4: okay. rule. And that, oh, come
3: on, Danielle. Have
4: some fun. <laughs> if Elsie was here. And well, Elsie, wherever she, she is, is it. rolling her eyes.
3: So, one of the rules of this game is that when you say the phrase, if I were in charge of the world, you have to do it in a very – Majestic manner. Okay. I shall demonstrate. Please do.
4: I'll second demonstrate. If I
3: were in charge of the world, I would solve this problem, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So you do it at the beginning and at the end. Okay. All right. That's, I'm just saying, I don't write the rules. All right. That's what they are.
4: Yeah, the rules, they've been written thousands of years ago. Thousands. By whoever was in charge
3: Don't the rulemaker. maker.
4: Okay, so okay. who's going 1st just
3: talk like this all day.
4: Darling. <laughs> all right. Don't try me. I talk like this every Monday. <laughs> exactly. When I play Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> She's like, like, what?
3: <laughs> I feel like I'm talking a little bit like the men from, who's, who's Monty Python?
4: But uh, also drunk. Drunk. Are they all drunk, though? Yeah. Probably. I think so. Drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of mead. Tat, chat, chat. Who's it's first, darling? So,
3: uh, we shall demonstrate. So, uh, Oh, me? Um, sure, why not?
0: Oh, okay, great. Is that
3: okay? So, so uh, Crystal, why don't you give Danielle okay. a problem that you would like to see solved in the world? It can be anything that annoys you or that you think needs a fixin'. Mm-hmm. Needs a fixin'. Danielle shall find her path.
4: Okay. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but it could be like mundane or big or, you know. It could be whatever. It could be whatever. Oh, man. Like, yeah.
2: Um. Okay. I mean, we were just talking about the lovely 25th Street. Yeah. Let's fix that problem. Oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what do you want fixing? <laughs>
2: what do I want fixing? I mean, can I take it back? Yeah.
4: Okay. <laughs> So good. Oh my gosh. So I'm so good. bad at improv. No, you're not. Okay. No, you're not. Okay. You're literally, no, just tell me something that, like the whole idea of how people walk too slow or, um, you know, when
3: people spill something on you in the subway or because they're eating in the. Okay. Or, okay. I got
4: one. Okay. That I deal with on the regular.
2: Okay. Okay. That drives me and Matt sir, my husband, crazy. Uh huh. When you're on a bus. Yes. People that sit on the outside. Uh huh and they're like people need to sit down but they don't let anyone they on the inside over. okay
3: they're protecting their empty seats yeah okay uh, and, and pretending as if they don't notice that you need to get in yeah. there yeah
2: and then and then when oh, you're like, you are like can i get in there yeah. yeah and then they like kind of huff I'm and puff i'm blind
3: and deaf and have no all right oh, okay
4: thank you for your suggestion because if i was in charge of the world i would create um, A very lovely contraption that would be on every bus. Now, hear me out. On every bus where there are a couple couplets, seat couplets, <laughs> there's one on the inside. There's one on the outside. We're going to install these in subways, too, by the way. Just wait for mm-hmm. it. You sit on the outside
3: seat. No laying down on the subway.
4: Oh, yeah. No, there's spikes that come up if you lay down. That's another <laughs> in charge of the world moment, <laughs> oh, though. Now we're focusing on buses. Yes. Uh, when you when you sit on that that outer seat, it's plush, it's comfortable, it looks tantalizing. But what those people don't know is that if the seat inside is left unoccupied for more than fifty nine seconds, <laughs> there's a contraption that my team has created, uh, the in charge of the world team, where your little tushy gets ejected from the seat. Tossed slightly in the air and moved to the inner seat. <laughs> so now your little tushy is sitting where it should. And those people that enter the bus freshly can sit on the outside.
3: Is there any weight uh, limit to this contraption?
4: No. So if.
3: Because not all tushies are little.
4: Right. No, 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 no. No, this contraption is like. uh, uh I mean stainless steel (laughs) underneath the cushion. (laughs) It's um it's basically imagine like Arnold Schwarzenegger punching you in the butt and then you just oh and then you it moves you to the next thing
3: I will punch you in the butt. Yes, exactly. You will get out of the seat. Yes, you go down and get in your chopper.
4: (laughs) Also, there's a sensor that shows that um now, because you know, sometimes these people have bags, right? So so maybe they'll put their bag in the seat next to them. Dude. No, no, no. The sensor knows if it's a real human tukus or if it's a shopping bag. So if it's if it's a real two real human butts in the seat, there would be no ejecting.
3: Take your bag and put it down. <laughs> yes.
4: Get down. Get down. There's a fly. <laughs> oh, There's still a fly, everyone. Anyway, so that's what I was would do if I was in charge.
3: Very nicely done, Daniel Beckman. Good job. Yeah.
4: I we still it. haven't come up with a name, but it's going to like be it. one of my butt puns. You I know, like Tushy it. took us, but. Perfect.
3: <laughs> a took us take her-
4: <laughs> or now, <laughs> uh,
3: would you like to try this? Um, yeah, I'm all a right. little
4: nervous, but
2: no, you know it'll be, it'll be no, good. But you're
4: no a problem, judging. You're a problem solver. No judging.
3: And, and I am a problem and there's, solver. There, there, there is no <laughs> we need. requirement or expectation to somehow have to be funny. There it's you go. Just, just honesty. It's truthful. truthful. So um, I'll come it's up with truthful. with a problem for you. Okay. What's okay. the problem, Mark? My problem is I feel that gum does not retain its flavor as oh. well now as it used to when we were younger. I, I believe that there is something askew about the gum situation. <laughs> I call it gum gate. The gum gate. Got it. So uh, so anyway, that's, that's, that's a problem I would love to have solved.
4: Yes. Ooh. So how would you solve it? And, and I would problem? like to point out,
3: I used to chew gum long enough that it would actually eventually lose its cohesion. And this start falling apart um, because like the flavor still retained.
4: Yeah. Now wow. I'm like, you
3: know, 20 seconds later, I'm like, let me pop another I think I know the real some.
4: reason, but, well, I, I let's okay. let Crystal solve the problem.
2: Huh.
3: Yeah, please.
4: Um, if I were in charge of the world.
2: Yes. Oh, come on. Oh, Crystal, my gosh.
3: Okay, go let's... for it, please.
2: If I were in charge of the world. There you go. Um to solve this gum gate issue. <laughs> Gumgate. Um you know and I, think I we have found to our show title. <laughs> I'd have to agree with you. It, uh gum when it loses its flavor, it's just it's just not fun anymore.
3: Mm.
2: Um no gum fun. No gum fun. So sounds
3: like a Chinese dish, doesn't it? I
2: mean really, it's yeah. just got to be no the everlasting gum. Oh, you know? Ooh the everlasting Hello gum. Yeah. it. Yeah, it just it lasts as long as you want it to last.
3: Uh-huh. You know? And how how Is would you the do that? you top your...
2: secret or what? Yeah, I mean,
3: power, a unlimited power patent wealth.
2: pending? Okay. <laughs> secret recipe and uh you know, it'll it'll last forever. You can choose your flavors. Lasts as long as you want.
4: What's your favorite flavor of it? Oh,
2: I mean, I'm just like, I need a good mint, a good peppermint, you know? Oh, My husband likes the fruity stuff. I'm like, you know, I need a mint.
3: I like a good grape of bubblegum. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Disgusting. Sorry. sorry. Like, the, like the big chew grape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big league chew, right? Big yeah. chew. We got there. There you go. So, uh, isn't this in this Everlasting Gum, is there... A uh, like, can you take it out, put it on your bedside, wake up the next morning, put it back in your <laughs> mouth? Or
0: Connect
2: what's the situation? You know, I that? mean,
4: since it is everlasting, uh, it'll lo-
2: it'll last as long as you want in your mouth. I'm not I'm not one to like put it on the side and put it back in. <laughs> no,
3: I have a question for you. If it's yeah. everlasting gum, what's really the business model for this, and to encourage people to buy <laughs> more pieces
2: of gum? You know, is this
3: like a $1,500 piece of gum. It, can, it that's might like... be
2: a little pricey, but if you're a gum enthusiast, <laughs>
3: yeah, it's, uh, a it's, it's
2: definitely your jam. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Is jam a flavor? It can be. <laughs> Ooh,
3: that sounds really good. Can you mix that, mix that with peanut butter gum.
2: Yeah. Peanut butter gum, everlasting. Yeah. <laughs> If I were in charge of the world, that's how I'd fix gumgate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all. Yay. With an everlasting gum <laughs>
4: stop
3: pop. All right, uh, I'll go, I Daniel. Love gum. One, that sounds great. Yeah. One, that was a good job. Why don't you give me a, a problem to solve, and okay. we'll round out this baby.
4: Um, oh God, uh, there's a problem that I notice when people clip their toenails. <sighs> They just can never find all of the toenails. So how are people going to find all of the toenail clippings that fall off?
3: <laughs> that is such a great question. <clears throat> I need so, to know. Because they need to be identified. You need to keep them straight.
4: Yeah, and then thrown away.
3: <laughs> oh, the issue isn't identifying them. It's making sure that they're not lost somewhere and then like stepped on. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so what I... Um, w- <laughs> I'm actually working with the. Oh, National... Wait, are you in
4: charge of the world or not? I'm
3: sorry, that's true. <laughs> if I
4: were in charge of the world,
3: yes, I would solve the problem of misplaced, carelessly tossed toenail clippings.
2: <laughs> the lost and found.
3: It's really, it's, it's re- yes, it's, it's a, it's a really. <laughs> a dietary consideration here because what I want to happen is if the toenails themselves <laughs> actually had more metallic content, they would be magnetized
4: oh. and stick
3: to the clipper.
4: Oh. Uh-huh.
5: So
3: my solution is to introduce a law that all food manufactured, at least in the United States, were <laughs> imported in. Must contain at least a 16% magnetism, and which really would solve other issues too. So, for example, if you eat food and like you accidentally swallowed a screw, uh huh, it'll pick up the screw inside of you and just magnetize to it, and you know.
4: Sounds like if you swallowed a screw, you got a
3: uh, a loose screw. You'd be surprised. There are (laughs) over 15,000 people that swallow a screw in the U.S. every year. Okay. 19 of them die of it. Wow. Uh, They're all in Omaha, but that's a different (laughs) issue. But you're in
4: charge of the world, so you know things like this.
3: I know things like this. So anyway... uh, so what would happen is – and by the way, what this would also do is this would reduce the power necessary in all um, MRI machines because they're mag- wow. magnet-based. Wow. You would already have magnets inside of you. Wow. So really all you'd have to do is use like one-tenth the power. So this also is a conservation thing. And a reduction in medical costs. It has a sort of amplified reverberation across many sectors of our country. Yeah,
4: and does it? Does it, um, does it cut lifespans?
3: Well, we're still in a pilot program with this right yeah. now. Yeah, so how many people have died? Nineteen, weirdly enough. So,
2: can magnets stick to you? That's
3: why they're magnets. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's the new flair.
3: So now, I, I will say there is one small. Other than the nineteen people that's all catching this. Yeah. Um, It does make evacuating from vehicles, airplanes, buses a little tough because everyone's stuck. So they just keep Uh, clanging to like you know they. See,
4: this wouldn't work with my in charge of the world scenario. Well, we're
3: talking about mine right now. I know. Really matter. I'm just saying
4: we're not compatible. Would keep people seated during turbulence.
3: (laughs) It would help, but the problem is, is if someone like flies up to the ceiling, they're just going to stick there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, poor steward, flight attendant, she's up there, she's going, everybody back to your seat, I'll come down eventually. But all so, of this
4: is very helpful exactly. for my toenails.
3: <laughs> it is. So anyway, that's how I would fix the problem with discarded toenails, by allowing them to be automatically magnetized.
4: If I were charge of the world! <laughs> so...
3: Thank you.
4: Bizarre. I know. And That's... so great. <laughs> so you. So you never know what's going to come out of yeah. your mouth That's in right. this place. That's
3: right. I <laughs> love it. So we're going to take a quick pause from that craziness, and when we come back, it's going to be all about Crystal. Right here on Funny People Talks.
1: Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you.
3: everybody welcome back we're here with crystal and guess who walked in the door elsie our producer is here hey elsie hi sorry hi well it's okay we knew we knew you had something to take care of but um was it your cat none of your business yeah that's her
4: cat's name yes
3: (laughs) and why is your hair wet Uh, well it was hair
5: balmageddon
4: (laughs) that sounds like a part of our improv show we just did.
5: (laughs) yeah it kind of grossed me out so i took a shower Oh, sorry. No, I'm really a germaphobe. <laughs> right. I'm like a uh, clean it up. Yeah, okay. I so, yeah, Hair bomb again is grossing. So I had to. It's like um, you know, nuclear. Okay. Oh
4: my God, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I did a slight um uh, impression of you before you were here. She Please did, don't be offended. Good. No, but uh...
3: can you do it again? What,
4: Mock. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Mock.
3: But I don't whisper, do I? No, but she doesn't have your yeah. same But voice.
4: I, I don't have your Tambra. Ah, uh, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, gotcha. cool. you, I got you. We're glad to can, have you. Can you it. do I an impression?
5: Had, um, anyone do that, so that's Yeah, can you do an impression of me? Can you do an of impression me? of Danielle? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> um, so we were just Ouch. about to. I'll just say, um, nerd tip. That's as far as I
3: can go. <laughs> that was pretty good there, Elsie. All right, Elsie, uh, we're just about to do a very special part of the show, and that is where we do our appeal to Tina Fey okay. because uh, Tina Fey is very important to us. We would love to have her on the show. It's a mission in life for us. So we appeal to the comedy gods and pray to them that somehow, some way, Tina Fey. Who've had some close calls with will somehow make a br- even brief drive by appearance on this show, one way or the other. So or I'll, spend I,
4: the whole day with us
3: exactly. Either either or. way, sleepover. <laughs> um, yes, you're welcome to join in if you're so inclined, Crystal. It's up to you. Uh, so I'm, I'll lead it off. Oh, Tina Fey, Tina.
4: Please, yeah, just please, come on, come on the, the
3: show. Cinema, we love you so okay. much. We yeah, actually, you so I much. Yeah, actually, I agree with Elsie. Tina,
4: can you just come Tina, on the show so we don't have to like this to do this weird. do okay. But, we but do if you come on the you. show,
3: we'll also agree to do this every pin, time. Yes, yeah, Skype, so, Skype in. Skype yeah. it. So, Tina Faye, yeah. we love you and amen.
4: I decided to jump a third.
3: All right. So now we're going to talk about Crystal. So, Crystal. You are the founder and CEO of Mustard Lane. Uh, first of all, just for so we, so we say it properly, uh, tell us what Mustard Lane is in your own words.
2: Mustard Lane, we're an event staffing and promotional marketing company. Um, we hire brand ambassadors, promotional models, and event staff to work all sorts of gigs. We are a national company. We hire mainly actors, dancers, and models and supply survival gigs for them.
3: That's amazing. That's really great. Uh, Before we get into the story and talk about everything we're going to talk about, I like sometimes to ask this question um, because I believe you probably serve a lot of roles. Like, give you an example. A mom is a mom, but a mom is also a first responder, uh, Mm -hmm. a motivational speaker, a cheerleader, um, a detective, you know, all those things. So – you are obviously a founder and ceo of this company but i'm interested as you look at you crystal the person what are you who are you
5: oh
2: man um we dive deep yeah we wow <laughs> yes let's go deep i mean i think that i've evolved as the company has evolved i've had the company i started it in 2007 um, and for for nice. a very long time, I was a one woman show where I wore every hat at wow. every given time. Um, and now that I have a team of people, the team of people wears a lot of different hats for me. Um, so I, I'm a lot of people.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I've had a That's lot of very roles. True. Yeah, you do. You do extend in a way. <laughs> I you yeah, really do. In every way possible. <laughs> but
5: because you've done them all. They know that you can relate to what they're doing. So
2: Absolutely, it's, that's it's really actually really one good. of the things uh, that when I did all the when I did everything myself, which was working a lot of the gigs, starting the company, creating the infrastructure, hiring everybody. I would sit anyone down that was interviewing to be a part of the company, like Danielle, and say, <laughs> "I wouldn't make you do anything that I wouldn't do, and I've done a lot, so I know exactly what I'm setting, putting my team to do."
3: yeah very nice. so, uh, why did the company start? Why was this an important thing for you to do, and why was it important for you to dig in and make sure that, in spite of everything it takes to start a company I, and you'll I'm sure you'll attest anyone who's never actually started a company and kept it going and made it successful truly does not appreciate how difficult that really is, Mm -hmm, the challenges that are involved. The same way you can't understand what it's like to give birth if you don't raise a child, if you don't, you know, with all the things in life that you can't possibly understand, this is one of them. So why did you start the company and say, I'm willing to do this, one. And two, what has kept you going in spite of what I'm sure, even with all your successes, there have probably been some crying on the couch, dark moments.
2: For sure. Um, I mean, I do come from a a father that was an entrepreneur. So I was familiar with the type of lifestyle that I was setting myself up for. Mm. Um, And in 2007, it wasn't really that popular to be an entrepreneur. Like I couldn't, none of my friends had their own businesses. So it was really interesting me owning that and being Mm. like, I'm a business owner. Um, It took me a while to really feel comfortable in those shoes. As far as why I started the company, it just kind of happened. Um, I applied on for a gig on Craigslist, to hand out flyers. Were I love you? this or, this origin story <laughs> is amazing. Were you? An,
3: are you slash? Were you an actress? So
2: I studied dance in college okay. and moved to New York shortly after, and lived with a, in a house with all dancers that trained in New York, and I trained in Colorado, which is a little different. <laughs> and I would go to auditions, and I would leave the auditions and think that that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I met some friends. I liked the routine. And all of my roommates who were successful and still are successful in the dance community would leave every audition thinking they got the job. Whether they got it or not, they thought that they did and they Mm. came home confident. And at the age of 22, I was like, oh, wow, like I don't I don't leave the auditions confident like that. This Mm. is not going to be for me.
4: Wow. Yeah. Um,
2: But I loved New York. So I was like, I need to figure out a way to stay here. So I was really good at getting the side gigs. Yeah, Um, And I applied for one on Craigslist in particular to hand out flyers (laughs) and I was bright eyed and bushy tailed and (laughs) saying hi to everyone and handing out flyers and the company really liked me. So they hired me on the regular to hand out flyers for them and they opened a lot more locations and they're like, do you have friends that will hand out flyers and show up and do a good job? And I'm like, I got a lot of friends. (laughs) Um, So that's basically how the company started.
4: In a nutshell, truly, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. like really, and like, and honestly, there are people that still work for that company yeah. and hand out flyers. Wow, yeah, out of all the uh things,
3: what do you but, look for in the people that not just work for you, but the people even that you partner with? because even like vendors sometimes you have to say look we're going to be married together and doing yeah. business i got to believe in those people their ability to deliver do these people i want to work with over time and so forth so my question is what do you look for in the people that you're going to bring in to your business universe
2: so i mean i've, I've it's actually been interesting i, I was very lucky I have a good instinct with people. So my interview process was literally more of a conversation. And then I would kind of smell them and be like, you could be a laner. (laughs) (laughs) What
3: what smell does a laner have? Mustard? A little
0: mustardy.
2: I don't know. I just kind of knew right away if they were going to be like-minded and good workers and represent me and my company well. Um, That was in the very beginning stages. Now, I have helped train and come together with a process with a team of people that have a very in-depth interview process that is Mm -hmm. much more official. Um, and they're nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. We've built a great
4: community. And even, I even have to say some of the newer gigs that I've worked for you guys, um, there have been, um, brand new laners who maybe they're like, this is my second gig or whatever. And, and everyone is so on brand. Yes. Like e- from like the newest hire to like the most veteran mm-hmm. person at your company, everyone has that kind of um I would say the special sauce no pun intended. <laughs> the special sauce is the um the like entre-
3: entrepreneurial spirit?
4: Yeah, well, yeah, it's almost it's almost one of those things where um there's there's never a, um a speaking of like just the spirit behind what someone does there's never a spirit of laziness Mm -hmm. it's always um like a curiosity a a grat like a a gratitude that they're coming from and then also just like everyone is super talented Mm -hmm. so because everyone is really talented that means that they're they're either have a have a presence, so they're good on stage, which means they're probably good at talking yeah, to people, absolutely. which means they're going to do their That's job right. well. Yeah. you know, because I've worked with brands with Crystal, like everything from like Lululemon to Colgate to. Um, Cheese. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So many. So many. Yeah. PepsiCo. Yeah. Like, uh, just so when, yeah.
3: when I run into you, Danielle, like at the um, Javits Center or yeah. at the movie theater, are uh-huh. these all Mustard Lane gigs?
4: Well, uh, some of them. Some of some them, them are. are. Yeah. No, because no, he they ran into me. I run into her me... freaking all day <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. That That's was so that was the Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah. yeah and my, that was a mustard leg, and we lane were giving out perfume. Out the, you sure we were. We walked
3: out of the theater, and who's there but Danielle and her cohort? Yeah. Giving out <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody perfume. We're like, what the hell, are you?
4: What? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, take this new fragrance. <laughs> you know, and I know the whole spiel. <laughs> it was me and Bruno. Yeah. That's right. And we're outside, and it's just it's little it's gigs like that too that, um that we're actually kind of adding to someone's experience. So Mm -hmm. I love that mustard lane does a lot of like experiential marketing and like activations Uh, that bring things alive, which is really cool. mm
3: -hmm. Okay. So crystal, what is it you think about you and the person that you are, the way you've been inspired over time, the, 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 the the cut of your jib, if you will, that has allowed you to succeed as a business person, Mm. um, not just, seeing your father and his entrepreneurial journey, but what is it about you that allows you to actually make it from year to year and be someone that people want to work for? I mean, Daniel's the only person I know who works for you, but, or with you or however you like yeah. to say, it. but, um, but d- clearly Daniel seems to think a lot of you and has continued to work <laughs> with you for a number of years. Yep. So what is it? So there's the question.
2: What is it about me? Oh, man. I mean, I do think I that even I – don't mean this like
3: a soul-searching thing. Yeah, but... no.
2: I do think that I – like from the beginning, I've set a tone and a voice for, for Mustard Lane and the way that our internal team speaks to all like all the thousands of people that do work for us. Mm-hmm. We're great at communication. Um, How I do think, you do
3: that, by the way? I'm sorry. Um, well,
2: my husband is a software developer. We just yeah. plug in Zernet, <laughs> Zernet, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he built uh, me a custom database where we have everyone in there, um, which has helped. And he did this eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, so it helped my business that was doing pretty well just in like New York and a little in yeah. in LA to be a fully national company with thousands of people that
3: work for me. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, are they uh, across a variety of states? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, we did
4: 70 different markets last year.
3: That's really impressive. Wow. So
4: I feel like within Mark's question, just from what I've seen in your journey, mm-hmm. is that a lot of things started to fall into place kind of ahead of the curve. Yes. Is that what you say? Oh, no,
2: absolutely. I think I hit that brand ambassador niche, like, before it was actually a word.
4: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, honestly. Truly. Yeah. And, like I like, I actually, like, to be honest... My The only gigs that I've ever personally worked were the flyering jobs, like none of the fun stuff. Like that's when I was like off the field. I'm like these are the gigs I wish I was working and they're the fun gigs that we supply for everyone else.
3: So let's talk about that, that word fun. Um, can you talk about the use of the importance of the need for the integration of humor in the work that you do, both in terms of how the people need to be and, and then even the nature of the, perhaps even the way you run the company.
2: Yeah. I mean, humor. Humor is necessary when when all the laners are out on the field and dealing with people, specifically a lot of New Yorkers, on a daily mm-hmm. basis, and just how they react with you and your reaction in return. Like humor is everything, because you know, like even if you've had a bad day, you know, you're trying to brighten someone's day with handing them whatever we're handing them out, and like to just to get their reaction and a smile or a laugh is
4: is everything. It's so true, but yeah. all and also that also comes like from the top down like yeah. that comes from your culture of how your emails are and how yeah. you know like all of that is hashtag mustard heart <laughs> uh, and it's the yellow heart emoji how, i do how
3: how much of <laughs> how much of that crystal is just pure purely conscious of you in execution versus those emails and the way that you do things just come organically and authentically from just the person that you are so the business is an extension of your personality or are you saying okay i need to make sure things are this way because it has mm. this cause and effect
2: i think like it came from me purely like natural and organically just cuz that's my personality in high school I was voted happiest person, if you can imagine that. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) What? Ridiculous. Um, But I did make it a conscious choice to be like, this is our voice. When I had people internally sending emails on behalf of our company and um, they would be very professional, like too professional. And I was like, oh, you got to put some sugar on that. And that's just what I say. Like, you know, you can still get your point across, but make it a little more. A little, little casual, like a little, you know.
3: Well, these some are sugar. humans. These are people who yeah. you're emailed, you don't know what what day it's hitting them on Mm -hmm. and how that impacts the way that they read something. Maybe it's the email they needed that day. Maybe it's the email, the last thing they needed that day.
2: If you're getting any emails from Mustard Lane, there's definitely a lot of yellow hearts for sure.
4: Yes, there are. (laughs) And I would love you to speak a little bit on the new venture that's happening, which is um, a new branch of Mustard Lane called Off the Lane. Mm -hmm. We've just officially launched a
2: nonprofit call called Off the Lane. Um, We're super excited about it. It's going to kind of be a threefold thing. Um, We're doing outreach projects and continued education. Um, The reason why I wanted to pursue it is people coming to New York, you know, maybe they studied art in in school and came here and kind of just left out here not really knowing like Mm. what their resume should look like. What their finances should look like, how you know, how a 1099 contractor can write off pretty much everything they do. Yeah. Um, so just having the basics of that and bringing in professionals to talk to our current laners. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is beneficial. Like I'm, I, I would give advice all day long, but mm-hmm. I think that it could be a thing. Um, And then we've developed more ideas as it as it's launched. And actually, our first thing that we're really focusing on is a mentorship program, which I'm super excited about.
3: That's really great.
2: And we'll be teaming up um, laners that currently live in New York City with seniors in college, and they'll develop maybe a six month relationship before those seniors move to New York. So we'll have certain topics. That's There'll fantastic. be a relationship built. It'll be. I'm really excited about it.
4: That is so cool. I know. I, I was asked that. to be a mentor, and <laughs> I was like, uh, "I'm producing my movie right now. I'm yeah. too busy." But hey, it's going to be like a rotating basis. Right? It'll be rotating That's basis. Really I awesome. can cool. see
2: a lot of room for growth, awesome. and you know, like this. This specific start is going to be the with seniors, but I could see it evolving into a lot of different um, aspects. So.
4: I yeah. love it. When I got that email, I was thrilled. I was very excited. I'm excited. Okay, so you got Muster Lane. You got Off the Lane. Yes. Are there any other projects that you're working on currently or anything new that you're doing? Yeah,
2: so something new that has developed um, in the last year and a half is we have a small event space. It's called Most Space. Most um, we- Space. Most Space. That's cute. Um, Mo is a town in France, and they make fancy mustard there. Imagine that. Oh, my god, (laughs) That's perfect. That's so cute. Yeah, and I never realized, like, how many puns you can do with Mo. So it's Mo events, Mo drinks, Mo food, Mo people. You know, the list keeps going on and on. But we host uh, small events. We rent out the space um for we've done all sorts of things we've done film shoots commercial shoots uh, it's been a really fun new aspect of the business
3: That's do you cool. ever give away mustard as a gift
2: um we or
3: you're trying to stay away from being pigeonholed <laughs> with
2: you know, we've done on must we so National Mustard Day was just recently actually and a couple oh, of yeah, years I ago. Said, did you guys have mustard ice cream? Someone was giving out mustard ice cream. Oh, it was gosh. amazing actually. Really? Yeah. Like we I went to show
0: food. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but we we gave out mustard flavored uh, popcorn to oh, did you work good. Yes, I yes. feel yes. like you
4: did it, you and it was, it was it like was a, a
2: great idea we went to special clients we went it was a client appreciation we gave them mustard popcorn mm-hmm. it was a big hit yeah oh a big hit yeah that's fun that's...
3: what's the origin of mustard lane the name
2: so mustard lane it's a Beatles reference <clears throat> okay. my first client um, was that cafe that I applied on Craigslist for the director of marketing uh, used to call me Penny Lane and I would call him mean Mr. Mustard <laughs> and and, yeah and so the cafe is owned by a bunch of greeks they paid me cash (laughs) for a very long time like i literally would go to an office and collect an envelope um and i was don't
3: ask where this came from (laughs) i just you know
2: (laughs) i won't tell you the name of the cafe (laughs) (laughs) um but i was approached by honest tea because they saw me handing out flyers and they're like hey you're great can we hire like, who do you work for? And I was like, this is my company. And they chose to hire us for the summer for like 50 demos. Wow. And I was just a Yes, cash we business. can
3: totally deliver yeah, on that. of course
2: we can deliver. <laughs> I'm a very yes person. So I went on Legal Zoom. I created Mustard Lane, LLC. And yes. the rest is history. And it, it actually, like, I mean, I was 22. And the name has worked. Like, who knows? Like, yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. That's yeah. so cool.
3: What? What has to happen for you to feel like, I did it?
2: Wow. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like learning business from my dad, it was constant. Expand, 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 Mm -hmm. evolve, expand. So, I mean, what's been really cool – I mean, what's been cool along the way is that when people – like, when clients call and, like, I'll pick up the phone and they'll ask – for Lauren or Jillian, I'm like, yes, they don't want to talk to me. Like, this <laughs> is amazing. Good. You're above that. Yeah, no, like, I mean, they probably <laughs> don't even not, know who was... I am. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. They didn't, like, and that, like, that's definitely helped me see my growth. That's mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I see happening. I mean, it could, like, I'm enjoying the growth. I'm enjoying being a national company. I'm enjoying, you know, we, we do we have W-2 employees in three different states right now. Um, so be the 10th
3: gig in Uzbekistan that will make you feel like yeah. okay we finally have cracked. We'll be
2: international <laughs> That's before right. you know it. We're staffing a few things in Canada this year okay. which That's is cool. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know the answer to your question, but well, I'm enjoying the process.
3: There doesn't have to be an answer yeah. to the question. The answer <laughs> may be that you know it's it's about tomorrow and about next. Yeah. Yeah, and, You know, it doesn't have to be about there's the finish line or whatever.
2: So. I love business. I love entrepreneurship. I clearly love what I do so much. I've created the job of my dreams, and I love being surrounded by people yeah. like Danielle. And, like, yeah. it's it's Yay. been awesome.
3: How do people connect with you and Mustard Lane?
2: Um, I mean, to – ooh. How do they – like, I mean, mainly referrals is how we do our hiring. Mm-hmm. And now that our community is 5,000 deep – um, people know people that know people that know people. And we had a really cute um, laner come in for his first interview with us and he coined us and we use this phrase all the time as the Broadway of brand ambassadors.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, great. That's so cute. Here, here's a question for you that, that I, I, you know, I, was tr- I was trying to wind it up a little bit, but, but this occurs to me. So you now have this community of 5,000 people, not just 5,000 any people, 5,000 people who know how to get the word out. Yeah. Now, granted, you have your clients and those gigs, but how are you thinking about, if at all, I have a community of 5,000 people that know how to get the word out. How can I mobilize that army and monetize that army in a different way where... You know, because a lot of people, when they have a community of thousands of people that they have a relationship with, yep. they're able to monetize that, uh, especially when it's a really engaged community. Because I'll take a highly engaged Instagram following at five thousand over a docile hundred thousand,
4: for sure, mm. so, for sure.
3: So, have have you thought about whether there's an opportunity there? Even listen, even if you take that monetization and, and pass it on. Yeah, I I mean, I think
2: you've given me my homework.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's an opportunity. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. I haven't even put any thought to that. But I mean, you're so right. That is... I mean, enough to speak for itself, a community of 5,000 people, 5,000 amazing
4: people.
0: Yeah, That's so
4: true. Well, I also feel like one of the superpowers that you are using that you have is, say, like um, your new nonprofit, you know? So and that's just a way of mobilizing the army for something good. And so I love that question mark because it's going, well, what is possible and what what could be next? So, yeah, yeah, there's I I see so (laughs) much for mustard laying ahead.
3: And how can people get a hold of you and Mustard Lane?
4: Um, you can find us at our
2: website. Uh, mustardlane.com? Mustardlane.com. Follow us on Instagram at Mustard Lane. Shocker. I know. Um, we have a contact us page and you can say you heard the podcast and oh, yeah. just wanted to say hi. Yes. I'll write you back.
3: Anyone you want to say hi to on the on the show?
2: Um, I mean, not really. Hi, mom. Oh, there you go.
3: So, okay. So, um, wonderful. Thank you for sharing so much of your journey with us and yep, your insights. Uh, we'll take a very quick pause and when we come back because Elsie is here and we're getting to the end of the show. It's time for End of Show Food. We'll be right back. Awesome.
1: We know you like it, but do you like like it? This is Funny People Talking.
3: All right, we're back. It is time for... That's right. End of show food. Yeah. Elsie is here. Elsie is wearing purple, shocker. And uh uh <laughs> now, oh. just, just to let you know what this is all about there, Crystal. Uh, Elsie is kind enough to scour the countryside, go from store to store. She browses the internet. She finds very interesting and different snacks and food for us to try on the Ooh. show. Uh, we have no idea what she's going to bring us uh, from show to show. Uh, after she tells us what it is uh She'll uh, pass it out, and we will all wait until she says "Go and then we can eat okay. and then mm-hmm. we will rate the end of show food based on a scale of chickens scale the of chickens. number of chickens is up to you so uh the number of chickens is up to you so okay. you could have a you could have a scale of fifteen thousand chickens so right, well, yeah. if okay. you want yeah. so okay so Elsie, what have you been kind enough uh, to right. share with us
5: so I have honey soy chicken. Speaking of chicken. With Stradbroke bo- Island Honey what? by
3: Kettle.
4: Oh, yeah. Wait, oh. honey soy chicken.
3: Those are from Australia.
2: Kettle. With Island Honey. Chips. From Australia.
3: Oh. From down under.
4: From down under. That's right. So,
3: I think so. I nailed that Australian accent on that one.
4: I think you did. I think you did, too.
5: <laughs> nice.
3: so <laughs> so so uh, Australia? So it
5: says
4: they're 100% <laughs> natural.
5: So those are honey soy. Honey soy chicken with Stradbroke. Island nice. honey. Well, and it says a hundred percent natural. Wow.
4: Oh wow.
5: So these are natural.
4: A hundred percent. It that looks like honey? sorry good chicken. Like so <laughs> so good. <laughs>
3: Which, You're good. which You're part good. of it is natural? The uh, the the honey, the soy, or the chicken?
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but maybe the. Po- they wait, smell good. Is yeah. it potato yeah. chips?
3: Yeah. All right, pass those bad boys. Well, the out potatoes there.
4: are probably so it's just real a, potatoes. It's just a
3: regular Amazing. bag of oh. kettle chips, oh. as far as it's a mixing bag, very much. but they're from uh, from Dan Dan. Okay,
4: thank you. Oh wow! Thank you. Ooh, it's okay. I wonder. if This is. Let me smell.
3: That's it. I get three oh, tiny chicken-y. little chips. Thank you.
4: I wonder if they, it's going to be like bouillon. They,
2: they they, do smell like chicken.
3: They All kind right. of <laughs> do smell like a chicken. Get
4: right? Okay, are we
2: allowed? All right,
5: ready? One, two, three, go. Oh. Oh. They
3: taste like.
2: Oh. a little salty. Oh.
3: There's definitely a chicken taste to
4: mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the ingredients, does it say bouillon cubes? No, not bouillon cubes. Chicken? There's definitely
2: like a mustard aftertaste.
4: Ah! All right, right? Hey.
5: Like potatoes, sunflower oil, sugar, glucose, salt, honey powder, onion powder, soy sauce powder, pepper, soy sauce, paprika. So there's no chicken in it. Um.
3: does it say natural flavor?
5: Natural flavor.
4: Natural chicken flavor.
3: Who knows what natural flavor could be? Beets.
4: Huh. Natural flavors is Beaver Butt. <laughs> I
5: love Beaver Butt. Then,
4: do mm. you not know that they take vanilla, like vanilla oh. natural flavorings, is from Beaver
3: Butt. <laughs> I have to tell you something funny the other day. <laughs> what? I, I was gonna say. Oh wait, was that? Never mind. That was. Does here. anyone
4: want more? You already said it here. Did, did I'm I good, say it here? Did you.
3: I say butt gusting here? Uh huh. <laughs> okay, that was here. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, um, I like these. Uh, Mm. They're very interesting. I, they I, I do want more. Um, mm. uh, Crystal, what kind of rating would you out of how many chickens would you give this? Yeah. Um, I'd give
2: it, I'd give it thirteen chickens out, out of, of how many? Out of.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. but never know. it's just
0: thirteen.
2: Thirteen chickens. Uh, would I buy it again? <laughs>
3: <laughs> She's not disclosing
2: her scale. It's a secret scale. How many? Is thirteen. Is it a good rating? 30, uh Like an average. It's we'll an say, average we'll say thirteen out of twenty-six.
3: Okay. Okay. Oh. That's below average. That's, <laughs> no, that's fifty percent. That's true. Yeah. That's that's half. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. A fine. Small. Five case. out of
0: ten. <laughs>
3: okay. Fifty out of hundred. So. 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 Okay. so 13, thirteen out of twenty-six. 20, 20, 20. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And, and, and why the demerits?
2: The demerits. Um, oh. I mean. I don't think I would choose to purchase it again. Gotcha. I didn't mind the
4: taste.
3: It was a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live <laughs> yeah,
4: there. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Very well put. Thank you, Daniel. What's your rating? Um, chicken and and chips together are no. strange, <laughs> and so that's how I feel. Um, and I didn't really taste it. Mm, I guess I'm getting aftertastes of chicken. So, Is that a good thing? No, it's not. Um Chicken burps. I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm gonna go eighty out of hundred and eighty.
3: Okay. Wow, that's a rough, rough score. Uh Elsie?
5: Um yeah. So fifty out of seventy two. Ah. Um, I liked the potato chip part of it. It was good. It was thick, it was crunchy. It was crunchy. Um when it first hit it was the sweetness of the mm-hmm. honey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it went to Got this boring, weird right? flavor. Yes. No, it wasn't boring. It was weird. <laughs> there's
3: a t-shirt in that for sure.
5: I'm not boring. It, I'm it, weird. But I, I don't find that there's a um, bad aftertaste or anything. I just, it went from, oh, no. Where's it going
2: to
3: go? It just
5: Yes, it was, it changed. It gotcha. was weird. Mm-hmm.
3: I'll give it a uh, 67 out of 92. Uh, okay. kind of the same reasons. Um, mostly I just was unimpressed. Uh, yeah. Like, I was like, okay, so, so it tastes like chicken, what else? Yeah. Like I, it. And that was about all I got of it. There was no like other notes to it yeah. that I that I appreciated. For the number of descriptors on the front of the bag, mm-hmm. I tasted one of them. So that's there you what go. and and but I did include some points because I'm not done with them yet, there you and go. I, I'm willing to eat more. So that that does count for something. But if for they
5: me. had a plain one,
3: I would eat the whole bag probably. You know, because be, like because you
4: like the mm-hmm. actual chip. Yeah.
5: Do
3: you know what would actually be good on those chips? And I'm not kidding. Mustard.
4: Well, mustard. I uh-huh. think so. Yeah, yeah.
3: they would be good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. All right. Thank you, Elsie. Though sure. it, you know they can't all be winners. That was fun. That's, yeah. that's you know you never know. So well, uh, it wasn't
5: a total bust. No, it wasn't
3: a total bust. No one said we it f- tasted like cough syrup.
4: That's right. We've had pop yeah, we syrup on the show. Oh, no, really? No, it's really? like, wow. And Tom's. We had Tom's. <laughs> yeah, but
5: Tom's tasted like Tums, so it was good. That's true. Tums tasted like they a very delight. From... Yeah, very delight. <laughs> so
3: it worked. Well, uh, Crystal Malukas, uh, the founder and CEO of Mustard Lane... I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. I really hope you had a great time.
2: This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yay, uh, we're so glad you came. Everybody get. check
3: out Mustard Lane at mustardlane.com. Can't hurt, never know. And maybe you'll become a laner.
2: Oh, yeah. Um yeah. And if
3: you're a laner and you're listening, just want to say one more hello. And, um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, until next time, that's it for this show. So uh, yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it so much. Don't we appreciate it?
4: Yeah, we do. we do.
3: And thank you again for the nomination for the podcast awards. We're grateful. We'll let you know if anything happens with that.
4: Yippee, I'll be in my dress.
3: That's <laughs> how so I knew you will. <laughs>
4: in my room.
3: Until, we got to get out of the, the, the T-Rex costume first.
4: So. Yeah, I know. I know.
3: That's it for this episode, everybody. Until next time for Elsie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Danielle. um okay
3: okay i'm gonna bye
1: stay funny bye. this has been funny people talking thanks for listening as if you had anything better to do copyright 2019 no portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers Connect with our show at, at MouthMedia Network or at our website, FunnyPeopleTalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is
0: Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.